You're listening to Crosspoint Community Church in LaGrange, Texas podcast. To learn more about Crosspoint Community Church, including service times and how you can connect, please visit crosspointchurchtx.org. Good morning. All right, let's get started. Um, uh, it's, it's sort of amazing when you first notice it. These tiny people that God gifts you with begin to imitate you and do what you do. This is how they learn language. It's how, in many ways, they learn the world. My son Judah... I get this thing working. Sorry. My, my son Judah is sort of obsessed with salsa. Why in the world would a five-year-old be obsessed with salsa, you may ask? Well, he's seen me into salsa, and um, that kind of started it all. Uh, he knows that if we're having a meal with salsa, he can put the container right between us and share it with me while passing just a little bit to the sibs, Right? It's kind of our thing. Uh, when, when someone gave us a, a bag of clothes with a baseball cap in it, Judah found that cap and he embraced it. Why? Because I wear a cap on the weekends and Judah is just trying to be like me. So where we pick up in Ephesians 5 today, Paul encourages believers to be imitators of God. One quick note, this letter from Paul and this message today is to those that are believers in Jesus. Those that would call Jesus Lord of their lives. This doesn't mean that non-Christians can't get anything from today, but but they get kind of a look behind the curtain, if you will. Uh, Several of the statements and the identities that I'm going to mention are only really for followers of Jesus. They don't apply to all people everywhere. But they can. In Ephesians chapter 5, believers are encouraged to be imitators of God. Now, obviously, if you reflect on that just for a little bit, you realize that we are quite limited when it comes to imitating God. Now, if I walk around saying, let there be light, people are going to be very disappointed. Um, but, but what if, what if Paul is going to explain in these verses what it actually means to imitate God. What if if today you are not here by accident? What if today we're looking at exactly what you need to be thinking through? What if today you heard God's word and were changed? With this kind of message, I think there's there's a temptation to respond in a few different ways. I think there's a temptation to hear all of these things as a checklist of things that we just need to check off the list. Let's just do it here. Do one more thing. I think there's also a temptation sometimes to hear it as a slave listens to a master instead of the true position that we're in. I I think sometimes there's a temptation to view God as some sort of robot that just gives his approval if we do certain things. And I think like we do so often, there's a temptation just to hear another message, 
and not really have anything change when we leave these doors. And, and I pray that's not the case. W- would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, would you just tear down the barriers in our lives that would not allow us to hear from you? Would you give us ears to hear? God, would you show us, give us some insight into what it means to be imitators of you? And then, God, give us some of the steps to actually take to be able to do some of those things. God, and may we feel your spirit working inside of us because we need that resurrection power in our lives, God. And I pray for that for each and every believer in this room. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you turn with me, if you have your Bible, to Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. I'm going to have the, the, the words on the screen as well. Um, but if, if it helps you follow along, that's great. So Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. So in chapter 4 of Ephesians, we see Paul calling Ephesus believers to walk in a manner worthy of the call of Christ. He tells what that walk should look like and then explains the putting off of our old man and the putting on of our new man. And so when we pick up in chapter 5 today, Paul's going to tell us how do we do that? What is this new man because of Jesus? And what does he look like? And how, how do we talk? How do we walk? Walking in a manner worthy of the call of Christ, walking as this new man means walking just like our Father God. Now, there's a call to imitate what we see in God and a call to do this firmly planted in our identity that has been bought with the blood of Jesus. We are called to imitate God as beloved children. I mean, do you ever feel like a, like a stepchild in your walk with God? You ever feel maybe like you're one wrong move from being thrown out of the family altogether? Don't, don't miss this. You are beloved. Beloved. Would you just let that just sink deep down into your soul this morning? You are beloved. Beloved by the supreme being of the universe. Beloved by the God who spoke the world into existence. Beloved, despite the ways that you and I would screw up in this life, he knows all of that. And he still loves us. And, and he still sent his son Jesus to die for us. So, dearly loved child of the king, would you imitate your father God? What does that look like, though? Paul goes on to spell that out for us. The first thing he says is that if you are imitating God, you are going to be loving. And not, not just loving. Look at verse 2. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Paul says, I want you to imitate God by loving the way that Jesus loves us. A sacrificial love. A love that is about the Father and his glory. When Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus answers by defining this love. This love that Jesus modeled is what imitating God should look like. Matthew twenty two thirty seven, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So if, if we're imitating God 
and loving like Jesus, our love is going to be all about God with everything we are and all about those that are around us, our neighbor. Imitating God is, is loving like Jesus and loving like Jesus is about loving God supremely and loving the people that he put around us. Paul doesn't stop there, though. He goes on to say that beloved children who are imitating God are going to be distinct. Distinct. They're not going to look like the rest of the world. Verse 3, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead... Let there be thanksgiving. You imitating, imitating God means you are going to see and use his gifts the way that he intended them. Now, sex is a gift from God, and the satisfaction and enjoyment of that gift should be where it belongs, in a marriage between a man and a woman. Imitators of God are not looking for shortcuts to the gifts that God gives. Imitators of God don't think that they know better and that God is just old-fashioned. Imitators of God will throw away the counterfeits of intimacy and connection and believe God that they are found where he says they are found. That screen on your phone, that tablet or computer, is most likely just offering a counterfeit to connection and intimacy. Now, I understand the pull. But God wants something better for us. And it being one of the fastest growing addictions in North America today, we, we, we can't help when we start talking sexual morality to, to not mention pornography. Why is it that we can allow images on a screen to try to substitute for a connection with a real and true person? Why is it that we want to go to videos and images of strangers that it... it that are someone else's daughter, wife, sister, someone else's son or husband or brother. We can take from them with our eyes and use them for our satisfaction, but we are only getting a counterfeit. We are getting the feeling of connection without any real, true intimacy. We get the feeling of being a man or a woman. We get the feeling of being loved. But God had something far better in mind. This doesn't change until we hate this sin enough to take the steps to truly get it out of our life. I, uh, I spoke to the youth group uh, about porn the other day. It's not a fun topic to try, try to talk to teenagers about. But um, one of the illustrations I shared uh, was from a camp pastor who compared sin to chocolate-covered poop. It may be sweet at the first taste, but as you get deeper, there's nothing good at all. Nothing good at all. Our imitation of God will lead us towards purity. Our imitation of God will not be seeing what others have and being stuck in this comparison culture that leaves us feeling empty and unsatisfied. May we remember we are beloved children. May there be no hint of sexual immorality in us. May our standard, may our line be pushing towards God's standard and line. Imitators of God look distinct in this world. The way we talk, the way we joke, 
it doesn't let us blend in with the rest of the world. While the rest of the world is chasing the next thrill, what everyone else has and is pushing the boundaries, we are called to be about thanksgiving. It's, it's really hard for me to be covetous, wanting what everyone else has and living in that comparison game, when my life is about giving thanks. What does it look like for you to focus on gratitude in your life and with your family? Verse 5. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Uh, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things... The wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. What whispers in the world are you listening to? So many of us are being fed empty words from those who are, as this verse says, destined for wrath and have no inheritance in the kingdom. Imitators of God recognize this deception for what it is and who it is coming from. Imitate God and you are operating as that beloved child who knows and trusts their father. Imitators of God know what's in store for them. And it's something best described as a part of a kingdom. Us listening to the world with its empty words is partnering up with those that are headed away from God. Partners whose empty words involve trying to place anything and everything before God. Paul goes on to remind us of why this shouldn't be. In verse 8, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. You partnering with the world and listening to its empty words doesn't make any sense because that is not who you are anymore. For at one time... You were darkness. That is who you were. But not anymore. No, now you are a beloved child imitating God. You were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. That is what you were. But now what you are dispels what you were. You are a beloved child of light in the Lord. What does light do to the darkness? It casts it out, right? So what does it look like for us to walk as children of light? 1 John 1, 5 through 7 says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Man, I, I want to walk in the light as he is in the light. Because that, that changes the way that we relate to others. It shows the world that we're bought with a price. That it was Jesus and his sacrifice that allows us to be that light. Walking in the light is walking in, in the forgiveness that we have through Jesus. The world needs to see that. Imitate God. Walk as children of light. 
Forget who you used to listen to. Forget what they used to say. Walking as children of light is going to look so different than the darkness. It's going to look good and right and true. That is what it produces. And I want that in my life. I want that in your life. Verse 10. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. I, I want to stop settling for the emptiness that the darkness brings. I mean, do you see that in verse 11? The darkness doesn't produce anything good. It's unfruitful. It takes the light to show you what the darkness really holds. The darkness pretends that it's satisfying. The darkness pretends that just around the corner, it's going to be something better. And I'm, I'm tired of the lies. We've been there. We've tried it the darkness's way. We have felt the emptiness and the shame. What if instead of, and what if instead we walked as children of light? What if the light of Christ in us produced in us good things, right things, truthful things? What if instead of looking at the world and what it, what it has to offer, we were looking in a whole new direction? What if we were instead trying to discern what is pleasing to the Lord? What if that was our, what, our, what our life was about? What if we were darkness and shone the light so that we could become children of light because that is exactly what the world around us needs to see? There are people around you in darkness that need the light of Jesus that found you. Do you have a coworker that needs the light of Jesus in their life? Do you have a family member or friend that needs the light of Jesus in their life? The world doesn't need more pastors. The world needs more imitators of God who are being the children of light wherever God has them today. Some of us may just need to wake up. Verse 13, But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. May we walk as children of light, imitating God and declaring to the dead that the light makes them alive, and his name is Jesus. We too were darkness, until Jesus showed up. Verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of, of the time because the days are evil. Now, I don't know about you, but this right here hit me kind of like a ton of bricks. Do I make the best use of my time? Whoa, whoa, Paul, you're getting a little too personal here. The wise one would say that if all of this is true, the way I spend my time matters. If I'm wise, I'm living a certain way. But what does the days being evil have to do with the use of my time? There is a call to be wise and to look carefully at how we walk. To me, that means on purpose, with wisdom, to be the children of light that Jesus' blood paid for us to be. The evil days need children of light showing Jesus to the world. The evil days mean that darkness is around, but Jesus allows that darkness to be exposed. Wise one, hear my words right now. Our world needs you and me 
to understand and to walk in this. Your call as a follower of Jesus is to be an imitator of God, walking in love like Jesus. So loving God first and loving his people well, all while shining the light that Jesus gives us. We don't need more Christians that blend in. We don't need more Christians that aren't willing to risk greatly for the name and the sake of Jesus. The evil days, the days that are full of darkness, do not have to stay dark anymore. Every single follower of Jesus is called to be that child of light, dispelling the darkness wherever we go. In verse 17, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You're a fool. I'm a fool if I walk out of here and nothing changes. You're a fool if you don't understand what this one life is all about. It's about Jesus. This life that is compared to a mist and here one moment and gone the next is about Jesus. What do you do when you come face to face with what the will of the Lord is? Where are you headed? Are you being a child of light in the midst of the darkness? Are you being controlled by something you don't want to be controlled by? Verse 18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Being an imitator of God means that you are giving control to Him, not wine, not drink, not substances, not urges. May God be in control in leading you. May he be leading me. Being an imitator of God affects the things that we do with fellow believers. Being an imitator of God affects the way that we worship. How are you at giving thanks always and for everything? (laughs) It's hard, guys. An imitator is thankful. So, if, let's just say that you were striving for the complete opposite of all of this. If you were trying to be an imitator of the world, let's say that was your goal, what would that look like? I think it would be doing what feels good, regardless of what God says about any of it. I think it would be that dirtiness and grime that the world leaves on us. It leaves you spent. That would be where we stay. I think it would be wanting everything that you see, wanting more than what that guy has or that gal has, needing the next thing to not feel empty, but only to feel empty again and start chasing the very next thing. I I think it would mean pushing the envelope of what is desired for whatever whim I want, where all that matters is my desire. I think it would be not even having a clue, but you just keep on talking especially on social media. I I think it would mean spouting off anything to get a laugh, no matter at whose expense. I think it would mean trying everything the world has to offer to try to fill that void. I think it would mean talking just to talk and not worried about truth or who suffers. I think it would mean buddying up to pride and to selfishness. I think it would be being in it for what feels good, despite what it produces. I think it would be celebrating the dark and the hurt and the perverted 
in the sinister. I think it would mean walking unwise and being foolish. Because we know that wisdom begins at the fear of the Lord. So without that, there is no wisdom. I think it would mean losing control. We already have way too much of this. Why are we being imitators of the world? Why is it that we feel like we can be between these two worlds? Why is it that we can justify our living and say that since we're not living completely for the world, maybe we're just not as bad? We could be imitating the world a whole lot more than we currently are. The truth is we're headed towards one or the other. It's as obvious as darkness versus light. We sometimes think we can just be staying there between the two, but we are always headed towards one. Be an imitator of God. What if, what if today your direction was headed towards being an imitator of God? What if that became the overall trajectory of your life? I'm not saying perfect. There's going to be blips, but what if the overall trajectory is towards imitating God? Is the Lord maybe showing you some areas that you need to address in your life? Where are you not imitating God? Where are you chasing after the world instead? What if, what if today things changed? What if you began taking steps towards being an imitator of God? May you be satisfied as you pursue imitating him. May you taste and see that the Lord is good. Be an imitator of God. I'm going to invite you to, to respond after I pray. We've got some stations available if you want to go and observe the Lord's Supper. Remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. If you want to go and pray and light a candle, you can do that. If there's something you just need to give to the Lord, something that he's showing you that he wants you to work on, I'd invite you to go and write it on the cross. Whatever that looks like today, you do business with God. He wants you to be an imitator of him. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, I'm thankful that we can be imitators of you. That we do not have to stay in the darkness, God. That instead, you have shown us a great light. And his name is Jesus. And that Jesus is in the transformation business. God, I'm so thankful for that. That we don't have to stay the same. That there's something new. There's something bigger. There's something better than what the world offers. And God, I pray that we could be deeply satisfied in Jesus. I pray that for every person in this room. God, as we worship, God, I invite you to, to show us what that means for each of us individually. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Cross Point Community Church Podcast. It is our prayer that this message was encouraging to you as you follow Jesus. For more about Cross Point Community Church, you can find us online at crosspointchurchtx.org. Have a great week.